Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Flyer to Up podcast. I'm your host, Amadeo Gracia, along with my partner, Chris Mayer. The Flyers sweep the New York Rangers in the home-and-home series. They beat them today by a score of 5-3. to In the summary of this game, special teams, special teams for both teams, honestly. There were 11 total power plays for both teams. Flyers scored on three of those power plays, as well as the Rangers. They also scored on three. And goals from all around the lineup today get Matt Niskanen, Sean Couturier, Raffle, Derek Grant getting his first two points as a flyer, and also Travis Konechny getting on the board. Carter Hart played a nice game on the road. Even though the numbers don't show it, he made some big saves today. And the Flyers are still in second place in the Metropolitan Division. The Pittsburgh Penguins last night, they got shut out by the San Jose Sharks by a score of 5 to nothing. So the Flyers, they are three points ahead of the Pittsburgh Penguins in second place in the Metropolitan Division. And get this, if the Washington Capitals lose tonight to the Minnesota Wild, the Flyers will remain one point behind the Capitals. And this Wednesday's game in Washington could decide who takes over first place in the Metropolitan Division. This week is going to be fun. Very very fun. So, Chris, what are your thoughts on today's game? I know we did a video for your channel earlier, but let's hear your podcast thoughts. Well, uh, to start off, I mean, I, I didn't really predict anything, but I, I, I did also get a prediction wrong because I thought that they would win at least one of the games. So it's a good thing I got that wrong. But anyways, uh, I and again, I, I, I. I just had to start out with, with a prediction because that's just how the podcast is now. It's like everything I do is just I. It's either whenever I call something and then I look at it, and I'm like, oh, well, oh, oh, yeah, I got that one wrong too. Sweet, and just mark <laughs> hey, it down. I got another but, one wrong. But hey, it, you got it somewhat right. You said at least one, so that means there was a possibility that they could have won too. <laughs> so you yeah, got some. You got true. somewhat of right. Yeah, that is true. But uh, to get to the game itself, I thought they had a good first uh, and a good second period. Obviously, the three goals in the first period were huge. Basically, uh, really changed the momentum of the game there. But then later, and that that third period was just atrocious defensively. I mean, they like they were playing that third period like it was like that like that they were up like six nothing, and they just didn't have to score any more goals. Um, and it was just crazy because the Rangers had so much momentum. Um, I was actually surprised that. The Rangers honestly didn't even tie that game. Like, that was just crazy how many shots they had. Carter Hart had a great game. Uh, I thought the Flyers' penalty kill was atrocious. The power play was very good. Um, For some reason, they just decided to let the Rangers cycle around when they have, like, the seventh-best power play in the league, and our penalty kill was seventh. And I said that when they got their first power play. I was like, like, all right, something's got to give here. And the uh, the Rangers' power play, that was definitely one of the uh, biggest reasons why they were in that game. All three of their goals were power play goals. Um, but again, I thought the Flyers had a solid game on offense. Um, Derek Grant had a nice game. He had a goal and an assist. His first goal as a Flyer, also his first point as a Flyer as the assist came before. Couturier, he's got the uh, the flu game like Jordan ninety seven. He gets yes. the goal, the second goal of the game. Uh, the second unit gets a goal. Obi Kubel got an assist on that one for the uh, first period. Um, the first unit gets one. Voracek, he had six points in two games versus the Rangers, uh, six assists. He was very good in that. Um, I thought the Flyers had a good game on offense. Defensively, they weren't great, but uh, again, it, it was still a good game for them. To, uh, again, they've scored 15 goals in three games on the Rangers this season, so uh, and they haven't given up anything more than three, so that's pretty good. Uh, and especially going into the late later stages of the season and a playoff push, it's definitely good to get your offense going. But I think if they can sharpen up a little bit defensively in these next couple games, I think it'll, I think they'll be okay. 
Oh, definitely. That's a hundred percent. And I feel like after a game like this, even though they did win, there's a lot of lessons for them to learn. And I feel like there they is. will learn. They'll learn from these lessons, not to not to sit back with the lead when you're up that much in the third mm-hmm. period. So, so I th- I think they they'll be more disciplined. They'll be more ready to go in the third period if they ever get up to a lead like that again. But yeah. the Flyers are now on a six game winning streak. And going back to what you were talking about, Jake Forchuk, according to Mike Milbury, he's the more important player on the Flyers right now over Sean Couturier. So. He he did prove it in this home and home. He got six points, but really, Mike Milbury, he's the yeah, important no, player. Sean Couturier. He, yeah, no, he's not. He he's just not. I'm sorry. Voracek's my favorite player. I've said it a couple times, but there is no way on God's green earth that I'm gonna think that Jake Voracek is more important than Sean Couturier. Like, come on, <laughs> like, Sean Couturier uh, played with the flu today. Right. That, <laughs> that showcases everything. And he had a goal. And he had a goal. It, yeah. And going, if you go back to the playoffs against the Penguins, he he hurt his knee and he scored four goals in two games. Mm-hmm. He, had <laughs> so, the game, he had the game winning goal in game five, and he basically single handedly almost won them game six. But you know, yeah, he, he carried the let's team just not bring that up. Yeah, he carried the team on one leg. So, yeah, <laughs> Sean Couturier carries the team with his health right now. Mm-hmm. So, we go into this game like we were both stating a lot of shorthanded and man advantage situations for the Flyers, especially in this first period. And all the goals for the Flyers in the first period come either on the man advantage or shorthanded. The first two goals were on the power play, won by Matt Niskanen early in this game, his eighth on the season, assisted from Albe Kubel and Travis Sandheim. And then the second goal comes from Sean Couturier on the power play, his 21st on the season from Jake Forchek and Travis Connecting. It was a nice setup from Jake Forchek, actually. He was actually trying to get it over to Claude Drew, but Lundqvist, who hasn't started in a decade, is in this game. Lundqvist gets gets the pad on it, but it goes right to the stick of Sean Couturier, and he puts it in the open net. So we got a 2-0 Flyers lead. And then the Rangers, they get a late power play, but it's a great it's a great chance by Michael Roffel and Derek Grant. Michael Roffel pushes the defender over. Derek Grant moves up, gets a little 2-on-1, goes backhanded to Michael Roffel, who goes backhanded past Hendrick Lundqvist, and it's 3-0 Flyers. Michael Roffel's seventh on the season, assisted from Derek Grant. That's his first point in a Flyers uniform since being traded. And the Flyers, they cash in early in the second period as well. It's Derek Grant who is literally just left wide open, a a defensive collapse by the Rangers. He walks in. It's a two-on-one, but he has enough room for the breakaway. He beats Lundqvist on the backhand, and it's 4-0 Flyers. Grant's 15th on the season from Pitlick and Travis Sanheim. But then the Flyers, they kind of get into penalty trouble, so it was given that the Rangers were going to score eventually, and that does happen. It's Mika Zibanejad off a nice redirection from Artemi Panarin, and that's Zibanejad's 31st on the season from Panarin and D'Angelo. It's 4-1 Flyers off of that power play goal. But not that long later, the Flyers draw a penalty of their own in the defensive zone, and the Flyers work on this power play pretty quickly, five seconds in, and it's Voracek with a nice pass for a redirection from Travis Konechny. And it's a 5-1 Flyers lead. Konechny's 23rd on the season from Jake Voracek and Ivan Provorov. And then we go into the third period. And this is when the Flyers decide, okay, we're going to take every penalty possible. So the Rangers get on the, get an early power play. And it's Pavel Bustnevich with his 15th on the season from D'Angelo and Zabinajad. It's 5-2 Flyers right there. And then a little over halfway through this period, Flyers get another penalty. Rangers go back to the power play, and 
Matt Niskanen has a chance to clear the zone. He can't do it, and the Rangers jump on that, and it's Mika Zabinajad right in front of Carter Hart, puts it top shelf. It's five, it's suddenly 5-3 flyers halfway through this third period. That's Zabinajad's second of the game, his 32nd on the season. But the flyers, they managed to hold down. They shut the Rangers down. It kind of got a little scary there near the end because the Rangers had a lot of possession in the final like two and a half minutes while Lundqvist was pulled. But the Flyers, they managed to settle down. They shut the Rangers down, and they win this game by a score of 5-3. to three. They get the two points in the standings. Your three stars of tonight's game. Mika Zibanejad with the third star for the Rangers. Travis Konechny gets the second star, and Derek Grant gets the first star of the game. And you hear Jake Voracek in the uh, post-game interview on the bench with Brian Boucher, and they were talking about how like how that third period collapse was happening. Jake Voracek was like, oh, we were sitting back for some reason. And Voracek had no idea why, why it was happening. But, hey, the Flyers, they got the points. And they're currently now on a six-game winning streak. And that's, it, that's just nice. It's nice to see. Yeah, someone tweeted on Twitter, um, and, and it was actually like, the picture of like the, like like on Google when you look up the standings R. and it says like streak, it says like L one W six L six L three L two L three L two L two. It's the Capitals <laughs> and then the Flyers are the only one with the sixteen winning streak. Then you have the Penguins, Islanders, Blue Jackets, Hurricanes, Rangers, and Devils. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. We're the only team that's on a winning streak right now in the Metro. Yeah, definitely the. Penguins on a six-game losing streak. They have been collapsed. I wouldn't say they're collapsing right now. They've just been struggling a mm-hmm. lot. A yeah, lot. And, uh, yeah, they have. And the Flyers just tweeted a minute ago they loaned uh, Farabee back down to the Phantoms, which was expected. Yeah. Yeah, Farabee was called up last night, which was kind of a question mark to some people. But when mm-hmm. we heard about Sean Couture with the flu situation, they were like, okay, that's why they called Farabee up. Yeah, but Couture, and that was kind right? of the, uh, yeah, and that was kind of the same thing with I don't remember who it was that they called up, but there was someone they called up because they thought someone had an injury, and I can't remember who it was. Uh, but I, I believe it was, and then like they were like, oh, so that's why. Oh, it was Friedman. Friedman. Um, yes. They called up Friedman because they said Braun had the flu. Uh, and they were like, oh, you know, you know, Mark Friedman's been called up. I'm thinking, why did they call Friedman? And then it was like the next day uh, because they said, I think that was actually, I think that was actually the game uh, they, when they played Tampa. Yes, I think that was the game when they played Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And if we look at the rest of division standings, go over to the Atlantic. Boston, who beat the uh, New York Islanders yesterday by a score of 4 to nothing, they are currently in first place still in the Atlantic with 94 points. Tampa Bay, they finally won a game after going on that losing streak. And speaking of Tampa Bay, Steven Stamkos has, cor- has, has had core muscle surgery, and he's going to be out six to eight weeks, so that's a sort of a hard blow to the Tampa Bay Lightning right there as they go into their playoff push. So, eh, I wouldn't say it's going to be tough for them, but that definitely is a hard blow losing your captain and one of your better players. And we go to third place in the Atlanta division is the Toronto Maple Leafs. They are on a three-game win streak right now with 78 points in the Atlantic. And if we go to the wildcard standings, we got the New York Islanders still holding that first wildcard spot with 78 points. And then you get the Columbus Blue Jackets in second place with 76 points. Columbus, in their last 10, they are 1-4-5. and five. And They got five points in the overtime losses, but they are not winning games when they matter. And then you get the Carolina Hurricanes. They're the team looking out right now with 75. And you also got the New York Rangers looking out with 74 after this two-game losing streak to the Flyers. And then for Flor- the Florida Panthers, they are currently five points behind the Toronto Maple Leafs for third place 
in the Atlanta division. So Florida, they're kind of a, uh, they're kind of losing some games here. So Toronto's kind of, they're kind of moving off right now. So mm-hmm. for Florida fans right now, is it time to panic? Who knows? I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it, it's like, it's such a, it's like no one can really determine what is what with the teams right now. Definitely. And then you go all the way down to the bottom of the division. You get the the great Detroit Red Wings. They are, their goal differential, get this, is a minus 120. <laughs> oh. oh, that's great. Things just get, things are just getting worse and worse for Detroit. Just like when they go on a stretch of like 25 straight years of making the playoffs and now they're, they're just at the bottom of the bottom right now. That It's just weird. <laughs> It, it it had to happen. It, it had to it happen at some did. point. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if we transition over to the Western Conference in the Central Division, the St. Louis Blues are currently on a seven-game win streak right now. They have 88 points in first place. And then the same thing with the Colorado Avalanche. They are on a six-game win streak. They have 85 points in second place. And then we get the Dallas Stars in third place with 81 points. If we go over to the Pacific Division, you get the Red Hot Vegas Golden Knights. They are currently on an eight-game win streak themselves with 80 points in first place. Then we get the Edmonton Oilers in second with 76. Leon Dreisaitl did just hit 100 points this season in the NHL. So that's back-to-back seasons for him with 100 points. So that's nice to see. And then we get in third place, the Vancouver Canucks with 74 points. We go to the wild card for the Western Conference. Calgary still holds that first wild card spot with 73 points. And then... A three-way tie right now, but Nashville does hold that second wildcard spot because they have three games in hand on both Winnipeg and Arizona. All three of those teams have 72 points on the season. And if we look at some games that are on tap for the NHL today on this Sunday afternoon, we have games at 4 o'clock is the Calgary Flames and the Florida Panthers. And then we get the Vancouver Canucks taking on the Columbus Blue Jackets in Columbus at 7 p.m. At 8 p.m., we got the Devils taking on the Anaheim Ducks in Anaheim. And then the game that matters for the Flyers tonight is an 8 p.m. game between the Washington Capitals and the Minnesota Wild. If Washington loses that game, Wednesday's game could determine who takes over first place in the Metropolitan Division. So let's hope the Wild can take some points away from the Capitals in regulation. Yeah, and the Wild are on a three-game win streak right now, too. Yeah, the Wild have been playing really good lately. Yeah, and they so scored. Let's... I think they scored like 12 goals in their last like two games. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's uh, the total right there. Yeah, and, they've, they've been playing pretty good. And Washington hasn't been playing their best hockey as of late, so hopefully that bodes well for the Flyers. Yeah, for some reason, the Capitals haven't been playing great since they last played the Flyers. Yeah. <laughs> that's I think that's actually been, like, the like the last time that they... That was, like, the last game that they... Or the first game that they started playing, like, pretty poorly. Yeah. Uh, and then they had that stretch where Ovechkin couldn't score, and they were, like, 1-5 and, and something. Yeah, uh, and, and a few games there, but like, man, it's it's crazy because if Minnesota wins tonight, oh God, I will go to bed so happy. Definitely, <laughs> <laughs> just just credit right here. If you face the Flyers, you're gonna go on a bad stretch of winning or or losing. Actually, you're gonna go on a bad stretch like the Washington Capitals have done. Yeah. And then we got our final game on tap for tonight at 10:30 on NBC Sports Network. It's the Los Angeles Kings in Vegas to take on the Golden Knights. Let's see if Vegas can get to nine games in a row on their win streak. That'll be a nice game right there. Is that their longest? If they win tonight, would that be their longest win streak ever? I think so. In franchise history? Or have they I had one so. that's that's at double digits yet? I don't think they've had one that's reached double digits. I think, I think if they reach nine, that'll be the longest win streak they've had. And then we go to tomorrow's games that are on tap. 
So the Flyers will have two days off before Wednesday's ni- Wednesday night's game against Washington. So Monday, you get the Colorado Avalanche at 7.30, taking on the Detroit Red Wings. And then the final game for Monday at 8 p.m. is the Edmonton Oilers and the Nashville Predators. If we go to games that are on Tuesday, there's a lot of games on hand for Tuesday. We get the first game at 7 p.m. There's a lot of 7 p.m. games here. We get the Montreal Canadiens taking on the New York Islanders at Nassau Coliseum. And then we get the St. Louis Blues taking on the New York Rangers at Madison Square Garden. Then we get the Ottawa Senators taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Penguins finally get to go home for a change after their struggle, their struggle, struggling road trip. So let's see if the Penguins can get some points back in the standings right there. And then a game that should be very fun to watch on NBC Sports Network at 7.30 will be the Boston Bruins and the Tampa Bay Lightning, a battle of the Atlantic Division right there. And then we get the 8 o'clock games on tap. The Nashville Predators will take on the Wild in Minnesota. And also the Buffalo Sabres will be in Winnipeg to take on the Jets. Both games are at 8 o'clock. Then we go to the games that are at 8.30. It's the Anaheim Ducks taking on the Blackhawks in Chicago. Then the Edmonton Oilers taking on the Stars in Dallas. And then we go to the games that are on late at night. We get the New Jersey Devils taking on the Golden Knights in Vegas and the Toronto Maple Leafs visiting San Jose to take on the Sharks at 1030. So we got a lot of games on tap right there. And then the Flyers, they will be taking on Washington this this Wednesday at 7 p.m. against the Washington Capitals. That'll be a Wednesday night hockey game for NBC Sports Network. So Flyers, two games in a row right here on national television. So that'll be nice to see. Yeah, I think they have a lot more games coming up on national television. I mean, they had 20 for the whole season. Yeah. Um, and I know it's... the one that's later in the month for Pittsburgh, I think, is on national television. Yeah, I think they have, an, they have a game, this Wednesday game against Washington. Then they have a Pittsburgh game on a Sunday. Then I think they, I'm not I think it's St. Louis as well on NBC Sports Network. I'm not sure if that's a Wednesday or a Tuesday. I know they play Rangers on a Wednesday night hockey as well, I think in April or at the end of March. I think so. Um, yeah, let me look. So, yeah, March um, March 1st. Or no, April 1st, my bad. Um, yeah, 7.30 in New York. Uh, and then they have, let's see, the Blues. Let me see if this is on NBC. Yeah, that, that game's on NBCSN. The Blues, that's on a, that's the 17th. I believe that is a Saturday night. No. The 17th is a Tuesday night. Tuesday, okay, yeah. Um, the game against Boston on the 10th is also on NBC Sports Network, but also on NBC Sports Philly as well. Okay, yeah, which so that got... means, which that means that if you watch it on uh, NBC NBC uh, NBCSN here, it'll be like one of those car shows. Yeah, it'll be one of those <laughs> one of those car auctions. It's always funny to watch, and also the game against Carolina on this Thursday that'll be an NBC Sports Philly NBC CSN night as well. So you're gonna get that blackout in the Philadelphia area. So, <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> I just saw a tweet. It's it's from Bill Meltzer, and it reads: Mil- <laughs> Mike Milbury showed the <laughs> astuteness he had as the GM in saying in saying ninety three is more important to the Flyers fourteen. Now shows his <laughs> astuteness as a coach in saying he surprised Quinn. Uh, Quinn didn't start. Or, or he surprised Quinn starting Lundqvist rather than Giroud for the fourth time in five and a half days. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, just it's funny too. Mike Mike Bilber is just awful. Everyone in the hockey community he knows sucks. that he does. Yeah, suck. And, and and he he's he's literally the Chris Collinsworth of the NHL. Yes. So 
As and much as go- Eagles fans hate Collinworth, that's how much Flyers <laughs> fans hate Milkberry. I, I wouldn't. Would you compare him to Joe Buck too? As like yes, I would because Joe Buck single handedly ruins every World Series every year just because he calls it. Yeah, I would. Honestly, like yeah, a long time ago, I did find a hate for Joe Buck, but recently, I feel like I I've grown to like Joe Buck a lot more. So he's not my least favorite anymore. Yeah, I, I mean, he's not my least favorite either. I like I like Al Michaels. I don't think he's bad. Yeah. Um, even though he's with Collinsworth, I don't I don't really I li- I like him. I like Tony Romo. I think he's really good. Um, trying to think. Of, well, obviously Doc Emmerich. He's one of the greatest announcers of all time. Probably the greatest announcer of all time. Um. Jim Jackson, he's one of my favorites, obviously, because he calls the Flyers. Uh, Rick, I believe it's Jen Gene Hart. Is that his, his name for the Sabres? I think so, yes. Yeah, he's, oh, man, he's he's great. I love when he, whenever they score in, whenever they score in overtime, and yeah, he gets to call a man, that's great. Yeah, the the one the one NHL announcer that I need to come back and I I probably know this isn't going to happen, but who knows with the new TV contract that's going to come after this season? I I need Gary Thorne back. I need oh, God, I, Gary Thorne. I need Gary Thorne back. <laughs> when he called the Paul Korea goal back in three, oh my God! Yeah, the, that like him calling that gives me chills. It, it like it wasn't even just the goal; it was the way he called it. <laughs> It's just there's so much nostalgia with Gary Thorne from NHL on like ESPN and ABC. There's so much nostalgia, there and is. also like when Bill Clement was his partner as well. Mm-hmm. Like that, that those were a lot of fun games to watch. And just oh. like I know he's the announcer for the Baltimore Orioles. Orioles, sadly, sadly mm-hmm. they're terrible. But... Yeah, I know. And it's <laughs> just... funny too because like Flyers games with Bill Clement on the call are just are just ten times better whenever he's on. Yeah. It's it's just like we just need it. We need to free Gary Ford from Baltimore and we bring do. him back and bring him to either NBC or like whatever this new uh, TV uh, agreement is going to be for the NHL after this yeah. season. We need yeah, to free Gary Ford. He used Ford. to do it for that. Was that ABC or was that ESPN? It was both ABC and ESPN. Yeah, because he did, did he called like he was like Doc with the playoffs, right? He would call yeah. like one like specific series. Yeah, he was he was a doc he was the Doc Emmerich of. Back then, he would mm-hmm. he would call the more like I guess bigger series, and he would be the guy for the Stanley Cup Finals. Right. So it's been nice there. And also speaking of Stanley Cup Finals, so I feel like Flyers fans are already preparing their uh beach benches for Broad Street coming mm-hmm. this June. So <laughs> it's it's funny too, just like it's funny how it's it's great how like everyone's now buying on the Flyers, like how how great they realize this team is, and how confident that that everyone is in this team to possibly go far in the playoffs. That that's nice to see. It's it nice to see this team get some recognition too. It is so, for once. And now, I mean, yeah, like, like I get it. You know, we've been mediocre for, uh, I mean, a pretty long time, and it's it took them still took them a while for them to give us credit, but thankfully they're giving it to us now. When sadly we're already in March and we're getting it. But anyways, I'll I'll stay off of that. <laughs> <laughs> and definitely, I'm definitely reserving my uh my lawn chair for Broad Street. Come this June. I mean, we do have a fourth happen. best odds according to Vegas. So uh, I don't, I, I don't know, uh, I don't I think, know what you think of that, but um, I sometimes Vegas gets their stuff right with the predictions <laughs> and the bets. It's funny. I think the I think the Golden Knights have the best odds of winning the Cup this year. I think. Uh, they, what is that? Because they're from Vegas. No, I don't even think that. I think when they were like showing like a pie chart or something of like every single NHL team, the Flyers had more had better odds than the Penguins, and I think Vegas had the best odds out of the entire NHL. Was that from uh, Money Puck? I think so, yes. Hmm. I saw that earlier, and there was like only a couple teams that were actually over the Flyers. It was I knew St. Louis was one of them. It was like uh, St. Louis, 
I think it was St. Louis, probably Boston, and I think Vegas. I don't think mm-hmm. the Capitals were. I think the Flyers were higher than the Capitals too. I'm not sure though. But that'll be very that'll be very interesting to see. Yeah, to win the cup, the Flyers have a 7.9 percent. Yeah, you're right. Vegas is 11.6. Yeah, that's it's. I don't know if that's bias right there, but eh, Vegas is a good team, and they're right. They now, are, but I don't know if they're uh, ready to win the cup yet. Who knows? Who knows? When you get to the playoffs, anything could happen. So that is true. But we'll see what happens. Hopefully, the Flyers can uh, make a good run this season. And also this, get, the Flyers are sixth in the NHL this year now. No, they're not. Yeah, they're sixth in the entire league with points, with 83. They are behind Washington, Colorado, Tampa, St. Louis, and Boston. And in terms of goal differential, the Flyers have the best, the fourth best goal differential in the league. The Flyers have been scoring a lot of goals. Yeah, they're like three. They've been averaging like 3.96 goals a game or something. Yeah, since like, I think since the beginning of January. It was like January 13th. Yeah. I That's think Konechny has like is is Konechny all he's like one point off of sixty. I think. I think so. With his uh goal today, I think he is. No, he is exactly at sixty. Oh, he's sixty. Exactly. Nice. Yes, exactly. And he's sixty points in sixty-two games played. So he's almost oh. at point per game. But he's basically point per game, but just right. slightly off. Mm-hmm. So. We're getting closer to the end of this episode of the Florida Podcast. It was a great win from the Flyers today against the New York Rangers by a score of 5-3. to three. They take this home-and-home. Home. They actually, in the past home-and-home home series against really important teams, against teams like Florida, the Columbus Blue Jackets, and now the Rangers. The Flyers are 6-0 and in these series that they had to win in back-to-back home-and-home home situations. So the Flyers, when they have to ring the bell, they especially, they ring the bell hard. They come out. <laughs> they come out and win the games that matter, which is really nice to see. And it's showing right there in the standings as they are in second place and possibly could be in first place come this Wednesday if the Capitals lose today and the Flyers beat the Capitals on Wednesday. So it's going to be a very interesting week of Flyers hockey. we got the Capitals this Wednesday, the Carolina Hurricanes this Thursday on a back-to-back, and then we got the Buffalo Sabres this Saturday. So it's going to be a very interesting week of Flyers hockey right here. Let's see if the Flyers can get the first place in the Metropolitan Division because that would be very nice to see. So, for this episode of the Florida Podcast, I'm your host, Amadeo Gracia. He is Chris Mayer, and we will be back after this Flyers matchup with the Washington Capitals. So, see you later, everybody.